Welcome to the Power Couples Rock podcast, where our mission is to build a collective community of marriages, where we encourage, inspire, and support one another in order to have masterful marriages. We're Carlos, Catherine, Chris, and Sonia. Please check us out, powercouplesrock.com. Follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. We believe that one of the most amazing legacies we can leave in life is a great marriage. So we hope you'll listen, learn, and love the conversation. Let's power up. Good day, Power Couples. This is Carlos and Catherine Green of Power Couples Rock. Hey, what's up, Power Couples? Hey, we've got a great show for you guys today. We're here at the Eusebia Weekend Experience in Columbia, Maryland, and we would be remiss if we didn't share this experience with you all. So buckle up because we're getting ready to introduce you to this dynamic duo. A couple that we met the first year that we we came, mm-hmm. and they've been our friends, even if they didn't want to be our friends. <laughs> they've been our friends ever since, and they will be our friends till death do us we part, kinda- right? <laughs> I can use that language because we're at a marriage weekend experience, right, yes, Catherine? That is correct. So let us, we're so honored to introduce you to Gerard and Tanya Breland. Say hello to the Power Couples Rock community, guys. Uh, hello, everyone. Hello, hello. We're excited to be here. Ooh. I'm going to tell you now, these voices here, we're going to give you a great surprise at the end. <laughs> Just remember these voices right here, Amazing. right, Catherine? Amazing. Amazing. What we want to do here at Eusebia, they are our official leaders, directors of our praise and worship team here, but they are a lot more than just singers. They truly live the essence of a married couple that's actually sold out to God. And we know that we don't just see them just at the UCB experience, right? Whenever they come to Atlanta, we connect with them or we go back and forth with emails or Facebook and all of that. So they've truly become a part of our family and we absolutely love it. Yes. But you need to know more about this dynamic duo. So we want to turn it over to Gerard and Tanya. Tell us, first of all, how you guys met. <laughs> he came over to the freshman dorm. No. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's usually how it happens. <laughs> Rob the cradle. Yes. Um, we met singing in the Howard Gospel Choir a couple years ago. Ironically. Like yeah. Howard University? Howard H-U. U- you, you know. know. You know. You <laughs> know. Yeah, so we were met in our gospel choir, and um, Tanya likes to say that this wasn't accurate, but I expressed to her, you know, I kind of am interested in you. Just don't touch the table. <laughs> I should pay attention to the instructions. Um, but said, she, I, you know, expressed some interest, and she told me to keep it to myself. <laughs> It's true. Well, really? It's Is it not true? Okay. It's true. There's an age difference between the two of us. Okay. So I was a freshman in college and he was not. Okay. okay. And we'll he leave it at that. It was legal. <laughs> Everything was legal. For the record, statute limitations. Right. Everything was legal. Because she's in college. Right. Mm-hmm. She's right. good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So we, uh, but eventually we had a conversation and, you know, she was talking to these little knuckleheads. And so I had to, you know, I could. Put a couple words together. Yeah. And um, no, all you have to do is sing. Yeah. Dude. Well, then I don't know. Then uh, Not, the singing was kind of 
It was coming along, but okay. that wasn't a strong suit. Okay. No, that, that wasn't the thing. It was, it was so a, how, conversation. What, yeah. a conversation. Yeah. It was a conversation. It was a conversation. Yeah. It was a, like, I realized there was something substantive about him. Mm. And uh, I, I, could, I could see myself with this guy. Yeah. Even though I was a little on the short side. Yeah, I was looking for 6'2", but it didn't quite work out that way. Hey, aren't you comfortable in yours? I'm comfortable I'm very, in my skin. I have no problem. No problem. <laughs> Zero. Right. Hey, I, I see you, man. He, I he see was you. very comfortable. He was very confident. He was very comfortable, you know, mm. and so there was, you know, something that drew me to him. Wow. How mm. long did you guys date before you said, we're going to make this official? We're going to get in a covenant relationship? Let's see about Two and a half years. Two and a half years. So not off and on. Y'all, y'all were solid that two and a half years. Her yeah. freshman year, I would say by the winter break, the mm-hmm. first semester break, I think we kind of were kind of in it for the long haul. So did you get married while you were in college? Yes. We did. So there's a story. Really? There's a story with that. It did not involve pregnancy. <laughs> it did not. Okay. It did not. Okay. So at Howard, I was... Um, I was in the Howard pageant. I represented my College of Liberal Arts. I was the, the queen of the College of she Liberal Arts. She should have been Miss Howard. <laughs> That's the truth. And I won a trip for two to the Bahamas. Now, my daddy's a pastor. And so the idea of taking my boyfriend on this trip was not a cool idea. And uh, so. Like, what could happen? <laughs> People do it all the time. Yeah. You don't try right, that. Right. But I, I was a clean girl. I was one of those clean she girls. Really? Like, yes. Clean girl. You like that? You like yes, that? I clean? do like that. Yeah. Come, and, to America, um, come to America. And so Gerard said, well, why don't we, we, had, we were engaged. And the idea was I was going to get married the following year after I graduated. And so he said, well, why don't we get married before the trip? I was like, are you crazy? And uh, he was serious. And so I called my dad a couple weeks before the trip. And I said, you know, Gerard wants to marry me before this trip. My father said, praise the Lord. (laughs) I'm thinking, are you crazy too? (laughs) So that meant that he had developed some trust. Gerard had developed trust with your dad. Yeah. My dad liked him a lot. That's so important. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so we actually had a wedding in like in two, two weeks. weeks. What? Yes. Not in the Bahamas. Not, no, not no, in the Bahamas. Bahamas no. Ended up being our honeymoon. A honeymoon. Uh, we, yeah. But you planned a wedding. Well, we didn't plan, did you plan anything. We showed up. We rented a dress. Uh, my sister was my maid of honor. My two best friends from high school were my bridesmaids. My brother, her brothers, and we just put it, literally put it together. Father did the ceremony. We had like a one hour counseling with him that we Never returned the form that we he gave us. <laughs> Never returned. We need to return it at some point. That was 1990. We, I think we still have it. Okay. I think we still How have it. You guys been married? We should We've fill been it out for 29 years. We should fill it out and send it back to him. That would be we fine. Should. That would be fine. You should get that form and send it back to I him mean, after on the anniversary. Almost, yeah, yes. on the anniversary. Right. You should. 29 you should. years of marriage. Okay, so um, let's just recap this, right? So they get engaged. They have a wedding in two weeks. They do one hour of counseling. <laughs> they go on, go to the Bahamas, and thirty years later, they're still in love. Wow. Yeah, they so ain't number God. I, would, I wouldn't recommend that route. <laughs> I just really I would, would not. You have to have some a good examples that gave you the confidence in knowing that. What about relationships? You know that you just trusted so, that. I think it was us. 
it was really a, a determination mm. um, because my parents divorced when I was young and his parents separated and never got back together. So we didn't have that example. Um, my grandparents were a great example for me. And they were, you know, they were very much in love until my grandfather passed away after 49 years of marriage. Wow. But prior to that, yeah. that wasn't, we didn't really have but that I example. Think that, that, the fact that, that was it a wasn't there was like, okay, we're not going to repeat that. what we've seen. No right. matter what. Right. That is good. Yeah. Yes. How did you guys get connected with Eusebia? We met Harold at another function, another marriage function here in Maryland. And it was January, of, January. I want to say January 20th. I don't remember. The it day. was 2017. 2017. Mm-hmm. And we connected over he the spoke. Howard connection. He spoke, but he was phenomenal. And so we started talking to him and he shared with us the vision for Eusebia. And first he was talking to me and I said, you, you got to tell my husband about this. So yes. I grabbed Gerard and, um, it was a connection from, from there. Yeah. What I like, and I hear that you all uh, were investing in your marriage at another retreat mm-hmm. and that you consistently are doing that. What other uh, thing, retreats and things do you go to uh, to invest in your marriage? We've, had, we've hosted a, a couple or a couple fewer on our own mm-hmm. um, a number of years ago, not, not in recent history. Um, but we've, I think this has been the, the primary one. We've been the a couple of church church based ones here and there, but we've, mm-hmm. we've generally tried to make sure that we're connected to some sort of, you know, para ministry, mm-hmm. uh, event right. we've type led marriage ministries, um, like in your in, church, in the church. Or, and then right. of course our own, um, that we've had outside of our church. So let's talk about the ministries that you guys have started yourselves. I know that you all have one flesh yes. and then you also have the healthy marriage organization. So talk to us about both of those one flesh and healthy marriage organization. Well, the one flesh is more the, the music side of our singing together and doing ministry together. And um, that's always been probably, I won't say the most fun, but a significant part of uh, you know, being able to do that together. And um the Healthy Marriage Organization, well, we used to have this, it kind of went dormant. We, we, we probably should have followed up on it. But anyway, we had this thing called the No Divorce Campaign. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of a, an arm of the Healthy Marriage Organization. The Healthy Marriage Organization was, and we called it the HMO. And it was like, you know, health and, and health wellness. And right, health and right? Right? <laughs> and um, the No Divorce Campaign was really, uh, uh, was intended to be sort of a grassroots effort to... Um, ultimately really see if we could change some of the legislation around divorce. Wow. Not to, 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 to stop it per se. I don't think you could ever do that, but we wanted to see if there would, we could um, get some legislation in place, uh, maybe certainly locally and then maybe nationally, even that would um, say require couples before you get divorced, if you're, you know, contemplating divorce that you would have to go through, for example, um, present some sort of certificate or acknowledgement of you went through some sort of pre-divorce counseling you have pre-marriage counseling, mm-hmm. pre-marriage counseling, but no, generally like, you know, no fault divorce, you just go in, make it happen. Um, and, and, and maybe, maybe that would cause some people to kind of like re-examine some things. And ultimately the goal was to see if we could help lower the divorce rate and 
keep couples together happily, of course. I think that that is that's a tremendous initiative because so many people don't get the counseling when they're in a crisis state. Mm -hmm. And when they want to make the decision that, you know, I'm out of here, I can't do this anymore. Some people don't understand the resources that they have available or not willing to go get the help that they need. Mm -hmm. But if they went to the law and the law says, well, before you make that move, you've got to show us X, Y, and Z that you've done this. And it could Turn the marriage for the good. And it it may have been just a little before its time um, because it didn't really get off the ground as we had hoped. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we haven't felt like the Lord said, now do it now. You know, so we're, you know, if it's something that the Lord impresses upon our spirit to try again at a later time, then we would move in it. Um, But But you you haven't closed the door on it. No, 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 no. It's just kind of. Well, I'm just thinking we're just putting the seats in the atmosphere again. Right. Yeah, because that is we see so many people that are struggling right. with their marriage, with their relationships and wanting to just make sure that it's not so comfortable and right. so easy to get out of a covenant commitment. Right. And they get skills that they need in order to even if it is um, that you decided divorce, you get some skills on how to um, divorce and be good parents. Sure. How to if there are kids involved and right. then. How to just be amicable to be, to each other, yes. right? Yeah. Um, not tear down each other after that's over. Mm-hmm. And so, if, if people have tools and resources in that area, we have it in so many other areas. Why not? You know, giving it to, to them. People trust that whatever they get from the law, they'll go ahead and take it. Mm-hmm. But if you offer it to them for free in the church or a community, mm-hmm. you know, classes are empty. Right. Yep. So I, I love the way and, that you guys are thinking about going about doing that. And we've done some research on, you know, the, the front end. There were some states that uh, would like waive the licensing fees or whatever if you present them with, hey, we've gone to some sort of premarital counseling yes. mm-hmm. to show that we're ready for this. We take this seriously. And if you show them that and it's documented or whatever, then you would, they'd waive the whatever the fees are to, you know, apply for the license and so forth and so on. So there were some initiative, initiatives on the front end, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but nothing post that and, and kind of, you know, behind that. And, um, interestingly enough, it was actually uh, then Governor Ronald Reagan who started the No Fault Initiative. You can believe yes, that in back in 1969. And I think the story is that you may have regretted it, how it really kind of opened the floodgates for like, you know, I don't like your face. I'm mm. getting divorced. <laughs> um, and so that kind of really kind of expanded the percentages, I think. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, well, tell us a little bit more about your mission about HMO. The Healthy Mar- Marriage Organization's mission is to strengthen marriages. Mm. And so we've actually not done a lot recently because I had gone back to school. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. Our, our schedules are um, a little bit more compromised right now mm-hmm. for a couple of years. <laughs> but, it, you know, it's not something um, that we want to abandon. So we have um, used it as a platform to um, share with couples. And we are certified relationship coaches and we do work with couples um, privately um, on the side. Mm-hmm. And that's something where we will... Um, you know, help strengthen couples and empower them to work through some of the challenges and issues that they're dealing with in their relationship. I love that. Now, you all are here at Eusebio, and our theme is clean. You all have done some praise and worship on clean. 
And I know that you guys have been in prayer about that. So we'd love to just get your quick take on what does clean mean or represent to you all? I would say purity in marriage. I would agree. I, I think it's, it's, a, it's a, standard, a standard. A standard. I think it's a standard that we should be striving for. And as we heard from some of the speakers and, and uh, even some of the presenters this afternoon, you know, if we're, you know, looking towards exemplifying, you know, God's absolute, you know, sovereignty and, and positions on things versus, you know, what we find to be acceptable, then that should be the standard mm-hmm. that we want a purity, a certain measure of cleanness and a wholeness. Um, in our relationships mm-hmm. and the Bible talks about, even if it relates to, and I'm saying it's always honored, but there's a pastor in Ephesians five, three says, let there not even be a hint Come on. of immorality, sexual immorality specifically, a hint, a hint, which is tantamount almost like nothing. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and it's not that there aren't, you know, deviations from that and we can fall into things, unfortunately, but that his standard is what it is. Right. And I would submit that he hasn't put that standard there. Mm-hmm. If he didn't think it could be attained, obtained. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely agree with that. Now, again, I said that there are praise and worship leaders for you, Cibia. Mm-hmm. And me and Catherine have been just on pins and needles <laughs> to hear these angelic voices. This one flesh this voice. This one flesh <laughs> voice, the music arm of Gerard and Tanya Breland. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, once you guys hear these voices, you're going to be signing up next year to come to UCBA. <laughs> no pressure. I no did, pressure, guys. One t- years ago, we sang at this one event, and they just left off the one. They say, like, oh, won't you praise God for the flesh? I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Not the flesh. Got to have that one. It's important. I love Flesh it. your glory in his sight. Right, right. <laughs> Be careful. It's okay. We get just a little bit for the power couples. Sure. Listen to the audience. We, we'll do a little piece of our theme song. song we did. Mm-hmm. I actually wrote it for our wedding. Yes. And then we oh, kind of oh, turned oh. it into a, a duet. And so. it's called We Are One Flesh. That's it. So We are one flesh, one body. We've been joined together in love, and we are one flesh. We are one flesh, one body. We've been joined together in love, and we are one flesh. They do rock. <laughs> they do rock. Thank we you. just want to thank you all for thank being you. on the mm-hmm. podcast. This was so much fun. Yeah. And we learned so much so information, much not only about being clean, the healthy marriage organization or yeah, organization and one flesh, but we also learned how you can get married in two weeks, <laughs> go to the Bahamas and still have a marriage that's loving for 30 years, yes, right? Yes, yes. How would people get in touch with you all if they wanted to do some coaching or counseling with you all or wanted to know more information about your organization? They can email us at info at the H-M-O, T-H-E-H-M-O dot org. And we will respond and get back to them. Guys, you don't want to miss out on them. We just want to give it up for 
Tanya and Gerard Breland. They are amazing couples. And thank you for listening to the Power Couples Rock podcast. So let's get powered up. Thanks for listening to the Power Couples Rock podcast. We hope that you've been encouraged, inspired, and supported. Please listen and subscribe to our other Power Pods as we are confident that they will strengthen your marriage. Also, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. It's there where we can extend these discussions together, take these conversations and your marriage to the next level. Enjoy your day and power up.